So our gospel lesson this morning comes to us from the 18th chapter of the gospel according to Matthew. And it's a story about forgiveness. Beginning at verse 21. At that point, Peter got up the nerve to ask, Master, how many times do I forgive a brother or sister who hurts me? Seven? Jesus replied, seven? Hardly. Try 70 times seven. The kingdom of God is like a king who decided to square accounts with his servants. As he got underway, one servant was brought before him who had run up a debt of $100,000. He couldn't pay up. So the king ordered the man, along with his wife, children, and goods, to be auctioned off at the slave market. The poor wretch threw himself at the king's feet and begged, give me a chance and I'll pay it all back. Touched by his plea, the king let him off, erasing the debt. The servant was no sooner out of the room when he came upon one of his fellow servants who owed him $10. He seized him by the throat and demanded, pay up now. The poor wretch threw himself down and begged, give me a chance and I'll pay it all back. But he wouldn't do it. He had him arrested and put in jail until the debt was paid. When the other servants saw this going on, they were outraged and brought a detailed report to the king. The king summoned the man and said, You evil servant, I forgave your entire debt when you begged me for mercy. Shouldn't you be compelled to be merciful to your fellow servant who asked for mercy? The king was furious and put the screws to the man until he paid back his entire debt. And that's exactly what my father in heaven is going to do to each one of you who doesn't forgive unconditionally anyone who asks for mercy. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. See, one of the hardest lessons, I think, for most people is that Christ-like quality of forgiveness. Generally speaking, the one thing that holds us down, the one thing that holds us back from stepping into the fullness of the mercy and the grace of of God is our own stubbornness when it comes to this issue of forgiveness. Now, I've often said it, but it's worth saying again, we like to hang on to unforgiveness. We like to hang on to our unforgiveness like a security blanket. Remember Linus with the security blanket? Unforgiveness comforts us in our anger. It gives, us, it gives us empty feeling that we have. It gives it meaning. It focuses our attention on something other than dealing with the real issue. And what's the real issue? The, the real issue is our hardness of heart, the shell that we build around our hearts that keeps the unforgiveness in and prevents the love of Christ from getting in. And so Jesus tells us here that hanging on to unforgiveness is poison to the soul of the one holding the grudge. 
Jesus says that if we don't forgive, then we can expect the same treatment from our Father in heaven. Hanging on to unforgiveness benefits absolutely no one. It's been said that holding a grudge is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. So why are we so persistent in our unforgiveness when clinging to unforgiveness is nothing short of self-destruction? So what's the remedy? Well, as in all things that are rooted in sin, the remedy is Christ. God calls us to love one another. We talked about this last Sunday. God is by his very nature love. He is who he is. And he does what he does. And that truth is unchangeable. It's immutable. Because he himself does not change. Speaking the truth in love is the only way that love actually wins. Love cannot be divorced from truth because it's not an emotion. It's not a movement. It's not a cause. It's a quality. Not just a quality, a divine quality. It's a divine quality of God. It's his character. It's his nature. It's his essence. God is love, is truth, is holiness, is righteousness. It's all synonymous. It's all of the same substance. And so we as humans can't redefine this immutable quality of love, this changeless quality of love. We don't have the power to change the definition. We don't have the power, and interestingly enough, neither does God. He cannot change his changeless, immutable self. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. If we as humans attach any other definition to love, it is not love at all, but rather it's something less, it's something false, it's something profane. And trust me, humanity has tried to change that definition over and over and over again to fit whatever the whims and desires of their broken, evil hearts wanted to be. God is perfectly holy, perfectly just, and he has no room in his nature for sin. And see, the good news is that he calls us to join him in righteousness. He calls us to join in with who he is and in what he's doing. And he does that through his son, Jesus, and by the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in each of us as believers. And so God is, after all is said and done, a good, good father. He gives us grace and he gives us mercy and he gives us forgiveness 
even when we are broken and at our most unlovable. He loves us unconditionally. And he wants a relationship with each of us, which is why he sent his son, Jesus. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. John 14, 6 tells us that Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So you see, when we accept God's call to join him, we receive forgiveness. And we receive the Holy Spirit into ourselves. And it's by that power that we have dominion over our flesh over sin, over death. So from the moment of accepting Jesus, we have the power to overcome our unforgiveness. And if our acceptance is genuine, we also have the desire and the ability to love. And love casts out unforgiveness and drives it away from our experience. So I guess what I'm saying to you today is that if we have unforgiveness in our hearts, we had better give it up. Leave it at the foot of the cross. Give it over to God and ask Jesus to fill that part of our hearts with his mercy and his grace, lest we find ourselves accountable to him for it when it's too late to let it go. It's really that serious. It's that important. It's that immediate. It's that urgent. Don't go another day. Don't go to bed tonight with unforgiveness in your heart. Instead, Heed God's invitation to join him in righteousness. Get on board with what God is doing in the world. What's he doing? He's healing. He's redeeming. He's restoring. He's forgiving. This is your calling as a Christian. Join him in what he's doing. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to go to our hymn of praise. Just as come, just as you are.